0: Back to the True Crime Guys podcast. I'm one, and I'm Michael. How's everybody doing out there? We got another couple of lottery unlucky, not so lucky, lottery winners who are uh, yeah,
1: not so lucky. Not so lucky. <laughs> not so lucky by <laughs> definition. Uh, and I would agree with that. They are they are very not lucky. Well, they were lucky at one point in time, obviously.
0: Very, very uh, e- extraordinarily lucky at one moment in their life, and then that. But right. what's what's uh, ironic about it is that that luck turned to you know like you had a lot of most of these. What makes it interesting is ha- you have to think that if they didn't hit the lottery, they'd still be
1: alive, in almost oh, no all doubt. of these cases. They wouldn't have a target on their back. Right. And it's these states that the states that make you tell. Uh, it's it's yeah. most states actually. Most states it, make you. They don't allow you to be anonymous. Rather. Yeah, that's a good um, point that we'll talk about
0: in this one. I, I mean, last uh, last week we talked a lot about the ancillary stuff with with lottery winners and like our thoughts on that so we'll dive more into the, just the cases this week and won't talk as much about just like how, what would you do if you won the lottery and all that stuff but like one thing we didn't really bring up is the fact that most states like you're saying force you to announce publicly like they make you have like a press conference and announce that you won and right. hold the big check and all that shit which as we said puts a huge target on your back and it's slowly been changing over the years because of these just endless cases where the person was either killed or committed suicide shortly after or whatever. It's just tr- tragedy after tragedy involving lottery winners. Um, mm-hmm. And now there's what, like, let me just count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine states as of now that uh, they allow you just to remain anonymous if you'd like to after you win the lottery. And that Dude, needs that to expand. Be
1: a, <laughs> that needs to expand drastically. And I understand yeah. why it's not, but because it's the people who don't, want, who don't win, right? Those people want to know who won. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like, well, if we're we're putting all this money up and there's this huge jackpot. Yeah, how do we know the go government's to?
0: not just taking it and saying that somebody won when we don't even right. get to hear who they are, or see their face? Exactly,
1: exactly. So, and apparently, conspiracy that's more people important. will run
0: nuts with that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, and apparently, that's more important than people keeping their lives. <laughs> right. I, I think you should be able to, uh, you should be able to be anonymous, man. I, but I mean, I, even here in North Carolina, you can't be anonymous. Yeah. We we know who wins. I all don't the see time.
0: Nevada on this list either. So nope. Either of nope. us would we'd both be screwed. I <laughs> you know I've often thought about what I would do if I won the lottery, really? and it's always like oh this is what I'd buy, and this I'd get this I'd get a, like a a giant property, and turn it into like a, a mini commune type thing, invite like select friends and family to live there, and then we'd have all types sorts of activities. We'd have like. <laughs> uh, a, a gym over here where we would have, yeah. we'd basically schedule out like classes for the day. Like, okay, we're doing uh, jujitsu at 9 a.m. and then we'll go over here for shop <laughs> class. We'll work, we're rebuilding a yeah. classic car and then archeries oh, at nice. 11. Like, oh. that's what that was, that's yeah. the way I would want to live. But uh, yeah. I didn't consider awesome. really the commune thing is a good idea just because you'd like, I'd move to bumfuck who knows where. Uh, and get the hell away from society who knows I just want a shitload of money. I definitely would not live in the city that I won.
1: <laughs> no, that's what I was just going to say. I, I just got a great idea. I was like, if I won here in North Carolina, I would just move back to Nevada. And if I won in Nevada, yeah, I would but, just Yeah, but you move know what? Thousands <laughs> of people
0: listen to this podcast, and they would know you. You're, oh, yeah, they, they know where you're going. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, that's I'm true. moving. It's like, we know where you're going. You're going back to Nevada.
1: <laughs> yeah, true, true. No, if, if I had like a – if I won like millions – I'd probably I'd probably just go to like California somewhere, yeah. You know why not? Why not go where the best weather is? Find me find me some little uh, some little desert town out in California and set up a little, uh, you know, like you said, a little little combine there. Com- commune you know? commune yeah. yeah
0: yeah. I mean, we could have that as one of our activities. We could do a little mini combine as well. Test our athleticism, you know.
1: Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean my mind just went totally blank i think
0: i think one of the first things i would do is tour the country like in a rv or something and just kind of go from like cool small town to cool small and like pick the the coolest Mm. city to live in you know like do like a a three-month tour of the country and try and find the best spot to live i've always thought that would be a really cool thing to do like after retirement, i'm gonna do
1: that anyways yeah right that's what i'm um, saying i I
0: picture myself doing that when i retire like that first couple months after i retire. I'll have everything ready to go before I retire. You know, the last month of work, I'll just be like packing up everything I own and, yeah, probably selling my house and stuff. And then I'm going to travel around and find like the coolest unknown small town in America
1: uh, to to spend the rest of my years. You know? Wow. Okay, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. You trying to? uh, You think you're going to go east? You're going to go all over the place, or what are you going to do?
0: All over the place for sure. But I think it'd probably end, end up being somewhere in middle Middle America somewhere. Uh, um, yeah. Not too humid, little, not quite as far south as you. You know, like uh, somewhere in the middle where the where stuff grows better than in the desert climate. I've always been <laughs> accustomed to. There's less rock in the ground. That shit's annoying yeah. every time you try to do anything. Somewhere a little more yes. fertile. Um, yeah. But I also don't want to deal with like 100% humidity or 90% humidity. So I let know. me know. Let that, us know You're a, your small towns a if you're listening mix. to this.
1: That's yeah. that's a that's a tough thing to uh, to deal with. Because even if you go up north, right? Even if you go up north where it's a little cooler, you're still going to have humid summers.
0: Yeah, and then you're gonna have brutal cold winters. You know, I always yeah. thought Wisconsin looked amazing during summer,
1: but then the winters you can have that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, I've always heard like Milwaukee is an awesome, awesome little uh, little secret. I yeah, mean it's there's no secret. wonder they're all it's drunks up city. there though.
0: What are you supposed to do during that winter? You can't leave your house, you're just like Yeah, you're you're fucked. Well you're just drinking to stay sled, warm. Man.
1: You gotta get a sled, you gotta get with it. Get you a snowmobile. Yeah. Hey, I, I do love snowboard. Yeah. Hey, don't let that shit keep you at home. You just adapt, man. You yeah. adapt to all these lifestyles. There's people I mean, think about it. There's people that live in Wisconsin right now and they're like, I would never leave Wisconsin. I, I love for sure. it. For sure. And they the love pack-is. it there because they've adapted and We get Brett Favre and the yeah. packets. And we got uh, sausages <laughs>
0: and beer, lots of beer.
1: Lots yeah, lots of cheese. Yeah. it's uh, probably the yeah. worst
0: <laughs> accent ever for them. Oh, that was your the
1: (laughs) Packers. We we still sound like Northeast. We can't. It's it's tough to do. It's tough to do. Goddamn Packers. The Packers. We need to get. uh, We need to get Michelle K on here to uh, school us on that Wisconsin accent.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, she runs the uh, private Facebook group. If you guys want to go check that out. Um, Yeah. But anyways, let's get to this. We got Unlucky Lotto Winners Part 2. This is probably going to wrap up our little mini-series here. We got two cases this episode. That's kind of something we've – have we ever even done that, where we've had multiple cases in one episode? Dude, maybe once. Maybe, maybe once months, or twice maybe.
1: and i can't even think of an example of when yeah, i don't even know don't how we're going to
0: transition it's just going to be weird cuz we're not i'm not used to doing it it's like okay that case ended and let's start the new one and maybe if we had an right. advertisement to throw maybe we should do all my guy in the middle of it just to kind of break it up
1: <laughs> just to break it up right hey we did it for uh we kind of did that when we did ruby ridge how we talked about oh waco yeah for we went a to a the Oklahoma
0: minute. city bombing and waco uh, yeah yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You're right. But this is this
1: is different. This is two completely unrelated yeah. things, other than the fact that they were both lottery winners.
0: Yeah, like Ruby Ridge, uh, Oklahoma City, uh, Waco. They all kind of lead into each other. You almost have to talk right. about the other one in order to even talk about the one you want to talk about. You can't really leave them. They're they're so connected. Exactly. So, um, whereas this one, it's just the only thing they have in common is that they both won, won lotto's and got killed. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's hear your intro and dive into it.
1: All right. Let's do it, man. Lottery winners, see them on the TV, they're all winning, smiling year to year, checking the hand Lottery winners, some are saints, some are
0: All right, so our first case this week uh, in the unlucky unlucky Lotto winners part two series is a guy by the name of Gregory Birch, who is a uh, Gregory. Gregory Birch Jr. I love that name.
1: What Gregory? Gregory. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never heard that before. Like I've never met a guy named Craig and been like, I wonder if his real name is Gregory. Right. Never in my life. Gregory, maybe, but not Gregory. Oh, of course, Gregory. Gregory is a name. But I've never even heard the name Gregory. I mean, Gregory's a name too. Don't get me. You, you can be named whatever the hell you want, right? It's just a sound. That's true. And I'm sure he but, didn't
0: go by Gregory. That doesn't give you a whole lot of <laughs> cred in the streets. Gregory Birch Jr. <laughs> the third. <No. laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. It was probably just Craig, you know. Um, right, Gregory right. Birch Jr. was a 30 year old forklift driver from Georgia um, who in 2015, in November, matched all five numbers in the Fantasy Five drawing uh lottery and won four hundred and forty three thousand dollars uh in a jackpot so now not the not the like the uh lottery you imagine where it's like life-changing million you're you're now a millionaire like after taxes are taken out this is not even enough to retire on really
1: now is this after taxes or is this before
0: i think 434 was before taxes so i think he ended Uh up you know probably half that probably a quarter mil give or
1: take Yeah, probably somewhere around two hundred fifty, three hundred, dude. But if you use that right, that's still a life changing amount of money.
0: Yeah, it can be. I mean, you can pay off if you have a house or you want a house, you can buy a house cash. Or start a business. Not having a mortgage is a huge advantage. You know, then you really don't have to bring in that much money.
1: So absolutely,
0: owning your house outright would be nice. Um, But other, I mean, you're still gonna have to work. I think depending on how, like, you're you're only thirty. Yeah, you're only 30, you're still, still going to need to work.
1: But with a quarter mil, though, you could start a business where yes. you might not have to work nearly as hard. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or yeah. invest it, it,
0: it correctly. Right. Um, so, uh, Craig, after he won, he said, um, my, well, actually, before he won, he said, quote, My right eye and hand uh, had jumped for the past two weeks. Um, he said, I knew that I would come into money. So, I guess that's a, a thing. That's what I didn't know about that. If your eye's twitching,
1: you're going to get paid somehow. Dude, I, I just thought that meant you had allergies. My eyes been twitching, like, <laughs> or you're a little <laughs> dehydrated. I don't know. Since, uh, <laughs> I know I'm not dehydrated. I drink water like a motherfucker, but I, I, but I've always heard that uh, if your palm itches, then you're going to yeah. get money. You ever heard that?
0: Yep, I've heard that. I, I never heard, heard that. Or you just need to wash your hands. I don't know. Right. Usually, it's when right something's hand- itching, I feel like I'm dirty. I need to wash. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe what <laughs> well, I should have done probably. is gone and played the lottery. Apparently. <laughs> Probably. I was going to say, oh, like, yeah, you... my eyes twitched a bunch of times and I never won the lottery, but I didn't go and play it when I. So now I know next time my ah. eye twitches, I'm going to buy a lottery ticket.
1: Okay. Okay. Especially if you get the right eye and the hand, the right hand that twitching combination. at the same time. Yeah. 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 If you get both of those, dude, definitely go try to match those numbers. Right. You got it.
0: There's all kinds of those silly things in life, right? Like, that. if you get a double yoke, somebody you know uh, is going to get pregnant.
1: <laughs> oh really? Did you hear about that one, I yeah. heard. I've heard. I always heard that if you dream of someone dying, then someone's pregnant. What the fuck? Yeah. How random is that? I don't know. I hmm. don't know, but that's what I've always heard.
0: So like, uh, one life ends and another begins. That type of thing. Right. I guess that's hmm. the idea. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's the idea.
0: Well, the double yoke thing is a bunch of bullshit because I get double yolks all the time, and not
1: not everybody around me is getting pregnant. So. Right. I just throw that thing on the sandwich, and I'm grateful. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like twice the vitamins. Well, right, let's do it. <laughs>
0: um, so as we mentioned uh at the beginning of this, in some states winners can choose to remain anonymous. However, at the time in twenty fifteen, Georgia was not yet one of those. It has now uh been brought into that fold, um, possibly because of Craig uh what happened yeah, to him. I'm sure he helped. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was that was taken into consideration the fact that he was he was murdered following His his winning of it, but um, so as of now, the states that do have an anonymity. How the hell? That's one of those tough ones, man, for me. Anonymity. How do you say that word? (laughs) Anonymity. 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 There we go. Uh, The states that do have (laughs) anonymity. Anonymity. anonymity anonymity uh yeah. would include arizona delaware georgia kansas georgia as of now but as we said by right. uh, 2015 when this case happened it wasn't on this list kansas right. maryland michigan texas north dakota and ohio um those that's not al- many
1: man no nine that out of needs 50, to spread it's not enough i wonder not if someone died in every single one of those states because oh for of sure a lot for sure it. this was put, brought on you know like you ever
0: see like a you, you, like in my my neighborhood I grew up in, for instance, uh, there was this one intersection that like just bad shit happened all the time, and is, there was there was like a two way there, and all of a sudden yeah. there's like a four way with lights, you know, uh, uh, actual yeah. street lights, because they were just like, you know what? It's obviously this something needs to be done here. Yeah, and That's probably what happened with these states where they're like, okay, this is like the third time that guys won the lottery and they got killed.
1: Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe we should start letting them be anonymous. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. So right. uh, following Craig winning the uh, 434, probably down to 200,000-ish after taxes and whatnot, he ended up purchasing a home in Fitzgerald, Georgia, with some of the proceeds. He also used some of his winnings that because uh, he won in November, so it was the holiday season, and he used some of his winnings as well to buy Christmas presents for the less fortunate in December of 2015. So that's cool. A good guy, you know, like a a bad guy, just wouldn't wouldn't do that, you know. You don't. It's not something you have to do. There's not like a bunch of public
1: pressure to do that, you know. No, but I feel like that's that's pretty typical though of these lottery winners. Right. They're the first one of the first things they're going to do is give back, Mm -hmm. which I mean, you didn't really you didn't really earn it, so it's a little bit easier to give away money that you didn't work your life for. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I I don't think it's fair when lottery winners are like, oh I gave away I gave away millions of dollars blah blah blah. It's like why can't you know why can't the the CEO of Target do this or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, well he's worked his whole life to get there. You know what I mean? It's it's different. It's different when you've put in hours and hours and hours of your life to To make the money, it it means mm-hmm. a little bit more. It's a lot harder for those people to just give it. But when you've been poor your whole life and then you get a huge lump sum of money that seems like it's going to last forever, it's easy just to to give it to people.
0: That yeah. That being said, the CEO of Target still should give back.
1: <laughs> no doubt, he absolutely should. But, <laughs> but he doesn't I'm have saying, to.
0: You know, like that's the thing. It's his money. It's his option.
1: Right. You know, in my opinion, but if like... he gave, but what I'm saying is, if those types of people gave back at the rate at which Lotto winners give—they right. yeah. would be broke. They wouldn't be yeah. able to keep up with the ratio. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no way. They're just smarter with money because they've slowly came up through that with that process.
0: Yeah. So following Craig uh, being all, uh, all over the newspapers and TV, holding that big check for 430,000, um, he he had immediately had a target on his back, and it didn't take long for him to realize, and his girlfriend as well. His uh, his girlfriend at the time said, "Quote." Ever since he hit the lottery, we kept getting calls, text messages, and all that saying, be careful because people are out to rob him. So yeah. they, they started getting some warning signs that uh, maybe something bad was coming, and uh, that actually turned out to be quite true because five men and two women that were part of a gang called the G-Shine Gang had targeted Craig after finding out that he had won the lottery, and they would end up coming for him two months later in early 2016. So they must have uh, done some research and found out where he had bought in his new home um yeah. staked it out and uh yeah five people
1: were in on Dude, this one did you know that the g shine gang is part of the bloods no i didn't yes it says oh, uh i just googled this real quick i was just curious it says it's a bloods gang that evolved from the United Blood Nation in the late 1990s. G-Shine originated in the New York, New Jersey area and migrated along the East Coast and now has sets or subgroups in multiple states, including New York, New Jersey, North Carolina, and South Carolina. And apparently
0: Georgia as well, because that's where this was.
1: Well, Georgia's just right across the line from South. I mean, that's not very far to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and these
1: were were some serious criminals um, that
0: had targeted him. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so on the day of the crime, the group drove to Birch's home in two separate cars. When they arrived at Craig's home, they kicked in the door, and three men entered the home with guns drawn. Birch was in the living room with his girlfriend and their two young children. He was actually holding his his two-year-old child. I don't know if it was a little boy or a girl, but um, a third child was also asleep in the back bedroom. The victim's girlfriend says a shotgun blew the door open, and three masked men, uh, armed, ran inside the home. So she. We talked about this a little bit before the the show cuz you mentioned how one one thing said kicked and the other thing said shot the door in. Um, right. I left that in int- intentionally just to kind of drive home the point of like sometimes when something happens it happens so fast if you're involved that things can get confusing. She probably heard that door getting kicked open and it was so loud. Yeah. that it, she just assumed it was it was a shotgun, you know.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt.
0: Um however it doesn't really it's not a movie. It doesn't make sense to to shoot a door open with a shotgun and, and we also talked about that before it's like that it doesn't make sense if you're trying to get in there and you don't want to alarm them to that extent right away and then you, you shoot a door open then you have to go try and locate them in the house it makes more sense to kick the door in and run in
1: right right um, and, and what if a child or a victim or innocent person that you're not trying to get to is behind that door you know what i'm yeah, saying exactly like a lot of these people they're 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 not cold hearted killers. They're not out here just trying to kill everyone in their wake. They're just trying. They're trying to make some money. That's their objective here. I'm not saying they're good people. I'm just saying I don't feel like they're going in and trying to slaughter an entire family for his debit card.
0: Right. You
1: know what I'm saying. That it being said, they me. did.
0: They did end up shooting him when they didn't need to at all. Like they were. Like there was witnesses everywhere. So as far as far yeah. as like they were wearing masks for one. So it was but already didn't be he hard. die?
1: But he died from a leg wound though. It's not yeah, like they he was were shot multiple times in the leg.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. So, yeah, they, mm-hmm. the the girlfriend said that they, they stormed in after shooting the door open. Obviously, they kicked the door in. She said, when they came in, he said, don't do it, bro. Don't do it in front of my kids. He said, please don't do it in front of my kids and my old lady. Please don't do that, bro. Please don't. He said, I'll give you my bank card, at which point he threw his pants at the suspects because um, he thought his wallet was in there. However, after realizing Craig's wallet was not in the pants, they God shot him it, several Craig. times. In, I know, right? <laughs> Oh uh, man, that's brutal. They uh, s- they were frustrated that they- the wallet was not in his pants, and thinking that he lied to him, and they shot him several times in the leg. At least one of the wounds to Birch's li- uh, thigh being fatal, so they must have hit him in the uh, uh, femoral artery, which you will right. bleed out very quickly. That's what happened to the late great, um, what was his name, Sean Taylor from the Redskins. Ooh, that oh. actually that name is being changed right now as well. So we'll see what they end up being called now, right after they get rid of that name. Um, but yeah, he was a f- fantastic safety, and he had had someone break into his home in similar fashion, and they shot him in the leg,
1: oh. um,
0: and he bled out, and he was like one of the best players
1: in the NFL at the time. God that was tragic. It. They were probably trying to ruin his career.
0: Oh that's yeah, it's possible.
1: They, yeah. They were trying to ruin his career. Ended up killing him instead.
0: Him. Wow. God, that's brutal. Yeah. So meanwhile, uh the intruders went through the purse of Birch's girlfriend which contained two cell phones belonging to Birch as well as her cell phone and wallet. Craig had two cell phones, huh? I wonder what that's yeah, about. Yeah,
1: I know. I know when I when I saw that too, I was like he's got a burner. But, but but at least he's got them both with his girlfriend. It's not like he's trying to hide stuff from her. Yeah, but they're both in his maybe. girlfriend's purse, so. <laughs> right. Uh, or maybe maybe they found him in there, and then he was like, what the fuck? And she was like, how did those get there? She's <laughs> like, shoot this. Mo- no. <laughs> oh, that's
0: messed right. up. I just I just thought a Dumb and Dumber when he's like, shoot him.
1: Yeah. Shoot him. Shoot him. What if he shot me in the face? Oh, my God. What if he that shot me in the we face? That was a risk we were willing to take. <laughs> oh, God. I love that movie. Right.
0: So, the um, so yeah, they shoot Craig uh in the in the leg a couple times um leading to him bleeding out shortly thereafter the victim's mother wanted justice for those responsible in the killing she said quote i want them to know what they took from me they took a part of my life away from me my child that I carried and raised for 20 years um and police would later arrest Kenya uh Kiana Dios Ernest Holcomb uh on Javel Johnson Daburnatiz Overstreet, Rosalind Swain, and a 17-year-old that was not publicly identified because she was underage. Police said that a seventh suspect, 28-year-old Nathaniel Baker, was already being held in another jail. So there's at least seven people involved in this with the the ties to the gang.
1: God, they showed up with a crew, man. They were not
0: fucking around. You know what? Like, they didn't... I don't know how much they thought this through because... If they really thought about it, like we mentioned, he won four hundred thirty-four after taxes and them taking their cut. You know, if you take the lump sum, you lose a huge chunk there, and then you get taxed on top of that. It could have been under two hundred grand that he had won, and then he already bought a house. How much money do you think he had left to the point where you're able to fund and like it's worth an entire? You're bringing like eight people into the fold. How much of a cut do you guys each think you're going to get off of what you find in his house or what you? If you say you get his bank bank card. I don't know. Maybe they thought there'd be like 50 Gs in the bank that they could get and split up. I don't know.
1: Right. But and and, Yeah, and maybe to them that was worth it, you know? Yeah. I I don't know. Well, a gang like that, that's shit they do on a daily
0: basis. It's not even a big deal to them. They probably had just robbed another home two days before that or something, so. Right,
1: right. Yeah, it's just another day in the job. They don't have
0: jobs. This is what they do. Right. So... Um, all seven would end up being charged with malice murder, aggravated assault, armed robbery, home invasion, and possession of a firearm during commission of a crime. And uh, that's just another tragic event of a, a unlucky lotto winner that got targeted. He did nothing to bring that upon himself other than get lucky and... He was his uh,
1: name be broadcasted. That's it. Yeah.
0: It sounded like he was a good dad and he was given back to the community and was uh, just because he was publicly put out there as winning a bunch of money. He was targeted by a gang and murdered.
1: um, That's brutal, man. That's cut and dry. There's no there's no mystery there. Yeah.
0: This next one's a little more interesting. A little more speculation can be had. Um, Mm -hmm. It's unsolved. And let's dive into it. This is a Rouge con a Rouge con. Um, and we'll we give credit to the Chicago Tribune for this, uh, where we got most of this information is a very detailed article on him. Okay. Um, Ar- Aruj Khan immigrated to the U.S. from India when he was 23. He worked hard, saved money, and by 2012, the 46 year old owned three dry cleaning shops in Chicago's north side, where he lived with his wife, Shabana Ansari, and his 17 year old stepdaughter, Jasmine. Um, he also owned five condos worth about $250,000. So he's a, a true American. Um, success story: immigrated from another country, and just yeah. through hard work and determination, really made a great life for himself and was doing really well. He was quite, yeah. uh, quite uh, wealthy off of the different. I mean, it took him twenty-three years to get there, though. Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Twenty. You know, it's kind of it, this off. one's
0: this one's particularly sad because he already had a great life and he didn't need the lottery winnings. You know, he was doing just <sighs> yeah. fine, and it ends up potentially getting him killed. I say potentially because it's not set in stone that he was murdered. We'll get to that in a little bit. There's a little controversy to this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, Aruj couldn't believe his look, luck, however. he So he had kind of an addiction. He was a very uh, disciplined man. Um, he had a strong belief in his religion. Um, he was Muslim, and he would actually gone on uh, – uh, he went on a pilgrimage to Saudi Arabia at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, but his one vice was that he loved those little scratch off lottery tickets. And they actually, um, in a little short clip I watched on YouTube about this case, the, they actually interviewed the gas station, uh, employee that he would, he would always go to the same gas station. And the guy was just talking about the, the addiction that Rouge had. He said that you would actually, at some points he would buy the entire roll of scratch off lottery tickets, which was $600. <laughs> Holy <laughs> would
1: buy the shit. Entire, that's,
0: that's an addiction right there.
1: Dude, I had, a, I had a job for a little while where I worked doing maintenance on gas stations just mm-hmm. all over, like, around the southeast, mm-hmm. and there, almost every time I would go to a gas station, because you would spend hours there, right? Yeah. And almost every station had this person that would come, because we would spend a few days there, so you kind of get to know the regulars, you kind of get to see people coming in and out, mm-hmm. and every station we went to had regulars that would come in, and like you said, they would just buy, like, I mean, minimum 10 to 20 tickets, and some people would buy the whole roll. And then they would go over to that little plastic lottery stand that they all – they have them set up here in like every North Carolina gas station. There's like this little plastic lottery stand with like little mm-hmm. pencils. You know, Most gas stations have them, yeah. and you can fill out stuff. And they would just spend hours over there just <laughs> scratching them off and writing them off. And they had a stack of winners, and they had a stack of losers, and they would just be – I get forth. it, dude.
0: I get it. it that really appeals to me, and I'm actually thankful that we don't have the scratch-off lottery stuff in in uh, Nevada, because we have gaming and whatnot. Like we actually right. don't do the lottery here. You have to go to like California border or whatever to do it yeah um because when I when we'd go on vacation and we go to Cali dude, I I'm bad like my, I drive my wife crazy because every time we stop for gas I get a bunch of them and then what inevitably <sighs> happens is you end up winning a free one at some point yep. and you yep. have to go back and then you end up getting more and it just, it's just an endless cycle it's That's it, they're, what it they're is. fun, you know what like they, they're, there's they I don't really do the lottery lottery thing too much. But yeah. the little scratch offs, dude, if I had those at my gas stations, yeah, I'd probably be pretty bad with them because it's just, you get them and you're just excited to scratch and see what you got. You know, this is, yeah, yeah. It's they're a designed thrill. to it's give you rush. like a dopamine drip every time you're scratching them. <laughs> you're like, what's going to be yep. over here?
1: Yep. And people get addicted to that, man. They get yep. addicted to that. And then you win yep. big and then you're like, oh, this paid off. Only, right. you know, this is a $5 scratch off. I just won 150 bucks.
0: Yeah. You know? but, you, but you just bought a $600 roll last week and only got like 20 bucks <laughs> back out of right.
1: it. Right. <laughs> right and how many have you bought how many did you lose on up until this point (laughs) like are we keeping tally there
0: dude his car must have just you know that little like gray dust that comes off of them the little whatever that shit is yeah yeah. his car must have just been filled with that stuff because that stuff makes a mess little traces of lead right yeah he probably actually probably died from lead poisoning ultimately yeah he could have inhaling caked in it
1: oh man
0: yeah. So uh, he, Rouge, um, as we mentioned, he had kind of that was his one vice. He had an addiction for these scratch-off tickets, and he couldn't believe his luck when, in the spring of 2012, he scratched off a second lottery ticket that he had bought at 7-Eleven. So he bought two, and the second one was the one um, he scratched it and realized that he had won one million dollars. Can you imagine Holy that shit. off a scratch-off lottery ticket? A million oh. bucks. Granted, he'd probably scratched a million of them to get to that one, but oh yeah. Um, when but he accepted though, yeah. So, when he accepted an oversized promotional check from the Illinois lottery representatives with his wife and teenage daughter at his side, he said he'd donate some of the money to Saint Jude's Children's Hospital. That's a good one to give to for sure yeah, um I've given to them a few times, and yeah that's 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 they're doing the lord's work there giving giving back to helping kids with cancer There's just no better cause than that right um and he was going to use the rest of his winnings to pay bills and grow his business so yeah, mm. excited to use that money to just kind of help him along even more with the, the success he was already having. Um, yeah,
1: you know what? I, it just occurred to me that people, when they win the lottery in a state where they don't let you be anonymous, why don't you just, during your little conference or whatever, just say you're giving it all the money away? Just say, I just want to go ahead and give all this money to such and such, and then just do what you want with it.
0: So lie, and then you get bad karma, and you're going to end up in like die in a car accident or something. Yeah. It... Well, it all comes around and gets you, dude. It's like Final Destination. Once you win the lottery, it's just a matter of time.
1: Okay, well. There's never yeah. once
0: been somebody that won the lottery and didn't, it didn't end in tragedy. <laughs> now, what? Now I'm just I, I don't, <laughs> Now you're just talking out your ass. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, that, sadly, we'll never know because it's like you never hear about the ones that just lived a happy life afterwards. You only hear about these stories.
1: No. I know about this one guy, though, locally. I don't know if he's still alive. I imagine he is. But this was right before I moved to Nevada. One of the guys, he was a firefighter. I worked for a local municipality. And one of the firefighters, uh, he was a police chief, right? And he had been there forever, so he was already making good money. And he just got a promotion. So he was like the highest paid firefighter in the county. He just got a promotion to go to the, like, the... uh, I don't know how else to put this, but the least busy fire department in the county. So it was Mm -hmm. like the least amount of fires happened in that area. That's basically where they go to let you coast. You know, you sit around, you play ping pong, you lift weights, whatever, and and then you retire, right? So he just got that promotion, got paid more money, and then he won $600,000 on a lottery ticket at the same time, all within the same week. Jesus Christ. So something bad had to happen to that dude to even all this shit out, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, his wife left him or something. Like, I just I, I just don't know how that happens. Right. That's insane. Or maybe he was just a super good dude all the way up until now. Maybe he saved a lot of lives from fires. Maybe, yeah.
0: Maybe he was like Mother Teresa in a former life or something. I don't know. Yeah, shit. Who knows? Yeah. But I just thought that was an interesting story. Yeah. So, uh, Khan um, Arouge, he said, I hit a million. He shouted repeatedly after scratching off his second ticket, according to the oh, Illinois no, be lottery. do Khan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Shut up, dude. Come on.
1: I want a million. Yeah. Say what? Uh, not uh, the...
0: <laughs> right. But this is the scary thing about it, too, is like not only do you have to worry about the public seeing you on TV like we just, like we just dealt with with Craig, but then you have mm-hmm. the other side of it, which is family, and they can be even more dangerous, you know. And in mm-hmm. his case, he could yell it to the world outside, but it was ultimately in his own home that he ended up uh, maybe being killed. Right. So. Um, Aruj opted for the lump sum payment of about six hundred thousand, which was lowered to about four hundred twenty-five after taxes. So the freaking hawks—they took five hundred and seventy-five thousand of his million dollars. That is just sickening. That is. God. It really is. But uh, weeks later, on July twentieth, twenty twelve, before he had collected the actual winnings, the day after the Illinois. Comptroller's office issued his $425,000 check. He had dinner in his modest home with his wife, Shabana Ansari, and their, uh, and his stepdaughter, Jasmine. After dinner, Arush said he didn't feel well uh-oh, and went to bed. A short time later, he screamed that he was suffocating. An ambulance rushed to the, the residence um, and took him to a nearby hospital where doctors pronounced him dead. So the day after he was on stage with that check, God, the next the night he has after. dinner in his own home and dies.
1: Mm-hmm. Does Sounds not look good. Like Does not look poison. good on whoever
0: made that meal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Not pointing any fingers here. Right. Mm. Um, nope. I nope. may or that's may not be plate. pointing that's fingers. You can't plate. see me. Don't this is touch audio. It.
1: <laughs> what were you saying? Right. I said, that's your dad's plate. Don't touch it. Don't yeah, no, right. Don't you dare. <laughs> right. What? I just want some of his cornbread. Shut the hell up and sit down. All
0: right. <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, Cook County Medical Examiner's Office ruled that he had died of natural causes, since no signs of trauma were found on his body, and a preliminary blood t- blood test raised no questions. Um, so he did mm-hmm. have he did have some significant blockage in his arteries. He had he was most likely going to die not too far from here from heart disease. He had mm-hmm. he had a lot of blockage going. I think his uh, his arteries were like seventy something percent um, clogged. Right. So it was kind of a matter of time there, and that could have been in conjunction with something that was put into his food that really took him out but um, with no evidence of foul play the medical examiner's office did not perform an autopsy that's amazing to me just considering that's the circumstances bullshit. that you have to come like, on d- the dude won the lottery the day before you have to fucking do you an have autopsy you
1: <laughs> like, god damn
0: it's just like too big of a it's too ironic you know as uh mm-hmm. what's her face would say yeah. isn't it ironic what More said, yeah uh, even more ironic than rain on your wedding day I think
1: uh, yeah a lot of that stuff isn't even ironic song, I know, right? I it's that's just that's life, ironic. dude. I think it's that's the ironic. whole point of the song. It
0: rains though. sometimes. It might have just happened to rain on the day. Or that's not really ironic. That's not ironic. It's just its just called bad luck. Yeah, you take I that don't... risk when you have an outdoor wedding, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it just
0: <laughs> no happens. It was really windy on my wedding day. I didn't think it was ironic. I was just like, yeah, shit happens.
1: You're like, well, it's windy here a lot. I mean, the, the chances are. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> So a forensic pathologist, though, took a sample of his blood and a standard practice in any death and checked for carbon monoxide, opi- uh, opi- opiates? Opiates? opiates, 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 is that opiates? Okay. Yeah. And alcohol. When those results came back negative, yeah, as we know, he lived a very clean lifestyle. Really, his only vice, I don't think he drank, did anything like that. His only right. vice was he scratch-offs. Um, so those well, came Well, if back his arteries negative.
1: were hardening, I mean, he also, he p- apparently had some bad uh, food bad choices. Bad dietary
0: choices, Yeah, yeah.
1: He must have some other vices like Mm -hmm. cheeseburgers and shit. Northside Chicago, probably pizza, bro. Pizza. Yeah. That's Chicago pizza. That shit is no joke. They put the sauce on top. What the fuck are they doing? Dude. The sauce goes on the bottom. Dude, that's not
0: pizza. That's like a that's like
1: tomato soup in a
0: bread bowl. That's it's gross.
1: It's gross. I don't care, Chicago people. I'll fight you. New York style all day. Let's do it. Right. (laughs) Chicago pizza's upside down.
0: Yeah, ah, I, I, I feel almost sick to my stomach just, like, looking at him. I was like, just, <laughs> it's too. I like sauce, but, man, it's too much sauce. Yeah. It's too much bread. It's just too much. Too much. It's too much. It's, it's too much. Too much. Um, when those results came back in negative, the office ruled that uh, Rouge had uh, died of hardening of the arteries. One month later, on August fifteenth, 2012, his widow cashed the $425,000 lottery check. That mm-hmm. looks a little fishy to me, too, you know? I guess well, I mean, you, I, you I mean it looks bad, it at this but point. it's like we probably would do the same thing. It's like what what else can you do? Like you're what are not you gonna, gonna let do the s- money go unclaimed.
1: Right. What are you gonna do? Frame
0: it and put it on the wall? You're gonna cash that shit, man. Yeah, it's true. It'll mean, help with uh, funeral costs and stuff, right? That's how you can yeah, justify right. it. Yeah, there you go. Um so however, after a grieving relative, possibly his brother, who's been very vocal about his suspicion of family members and uh, being responsible for his brother's death. Mm-hmm. We won't say his name, but he was—he's been very vocal, and he—he he is most likely the person that persuaded the uh, office to take a closer look. Further, further testing revealed that, so that he convinces them that this is there's foul play here. He he tells them about the you know the lottery, have it he won won that money the day before, and then he just suspiciously dies the next night. Um, right. So they do look take a further look into his blood. So they had that blood that they had saved, and they uh, tested that again, and they did find. That he had a lethal dosage of cyanide in his blood, which is a mm. terrible way to go. cyanide poisoning, as we know we you know after studying the Jonestown case extensively, not a fun way to go no
1: no um, poisoning at all
0: it, It's <laughs> famous for the scream that that you have as you're dying. it's so painful it basically like burns your your organs and stuff from the inside and
1: apparently it it also uh suffocates you in a way as well
0: yes, yeah. And so that kind of makes sense as to what we heard. Um, He he screamed out that he couldn't breathe from his room, right, Mm -hmm. before dying. Um, Right. So Chicago police launched a homicide investigation following this finding. The Chicago Tribune revealed that the details of Khan's death in January 2013 set off an international media storm, yet over seven years later, to this day, this case still remains unsolved. No one was ever brought to justice if this was, in fact, a murder. Um, Khan's loved ones are frustrated waiting for answers from police that may never come uh, quote I keep getting the same answer why are they looking w- they are looking for a witness how long is it going to take Khan's older brother said who could be the witness so he's he's convinced that you know this happened from within the hu- his own household right. I think I think he's insinuating that it was his his wife at the time his second that, who wife who else
1: could it be I mean I unless know, one right? of the it kids was, got a hold if of some cyanide it was
0: cyanide. yeah well there's some We'll we'll get to the end of this where there's some stuff that it's it's very interesting it's in, involving cyanide and involving mm-hmm. a person who dies from heart disease. It it actually right right right. So it's possible he was not poisoned at all, and this is just a a freak thing that happened that, that really looks bad on the uh, the spouse. Right, um, cyanide testing is not as great as we think it is, right? Exactly. Um, so yeah, we'll get to that that sciencey shit in a minute. I still don't fully understand it, but um, the the whole point is that the, there are quite often there are false positives on cyanide, especially with people who suffer from heart disease. So uh, detectives interviewed Khan's widow, Ansari, for more than four hours in late 2012. At the time, her criminal defense lawyer, Steven uh, Kaziski said that she answered all of their questions um, to satisfaction. Sabani Ansari told reporters that detectives had questioned her about the ingredients she used in preparing what turned out to be her husband's last meal, a traditional Indian lamb curry dinner. In addition, to Khan Ansari and her father uh, Freedon Ansari said that they they and Jasmine all shared the same meal so several people were there not that that means you can't slip something into someone's dish
1: like I said after don't making touch all the plates food right
0: yeah or it could have been could have slipped it into a drink you know anything that's true that's true um, both Ansari and her father denied the two reports of any involvement in the death quote he was such a nice person Ansari said no one would dare kill him. Um, and she she said in the, the YouTube video I, I watched as well, she the reporter said that she told them that she was still, he was the love of her life and she still misses him dearly. Right. So it, this could have been a freak coincidence that occurred with a false positive and a guy dying of heart disease the day after he wins a bunch of money. Or it could be that, you know, it actually, what looks obvious did actually happen, but... Police believe the case has remained at a standstill because people close to Khan, who might have information about his death have not been forthcoming with detectives. And that might be because if, if the wife did do it and she took it upon herself and she didn't tell anyone else about it, no one else – why would she say anything, first of all, because they have nothing else. She has to basically confess for them to get her. And then right. no, no one else may very well know that she did do that. and She might just be playing it off the whole time like, I don't know. Um, even her father, who was there, you know, may, may have had no clue that she slipped this into her husband's uh, food. So, Right. Um, since Alu- Arouge left no will, the survivors ended up battling over his assets in Cook County Probate Court before reaching a settlement. That's always ugly after someone dies when you see the family just fighting over the scraps, you know.
1: Right. Don't you think that if uh, she was going to kill Arouge, don't you think she would have pushed him to do something with a, a will? Do something with the will to kind of set these assets in place right. where she yeah, would Yeah, and
0: also, don't you think you'd wait more than a day? Like, how impatient could you be? Like, it's not like they're living in squalor. They, they already have a good life. Like, you'd think a, right. a a smart, calculated person who would poison their husband would, would make it le- look a little less suspicious than doing it the next fucking night before the cash is even checked or the, right. the check is even cashed. The check wasn't yeah. even cashed yet, and she did this, supposedly, allegedly. right. Alle- it's yeah, like it, th- there's just certain things that just like kinda like, I don't know, man. it's just like, that seems I don't know. It seems a little ballsy to do it the next day.
1: Yes, it does. And
0: to not get the affairs in order too, to make sure you actually get all the money and you're not having to fight for it after he's gone. You
1: know? Not not only does it seem ballsy, it's very unnecessary, like you said. It's yeah. just there's just no point in doing it that soon. The money's not going anywhere. And right. the man has assets. Uh, upwards to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He has a business that's worth over a million. Like, yeah. uh, this the money is there, and it's there right. because this man is still alive. It's like, why mm-hmm. would you want to kill him right now, while all this stuff can be divided up? And they're obviously not married, right? They're not technically married, were they? Uh, maybe were they maybe not? common law, because I mean, she didn't take his name. Her last name's still Ansari.
0: Yeah, I know that. I thought I want to say she was his second wife, but maybe she, like you said, just didn't take his last name. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, but you could be right. She could have been his girlfriend, I'm hundred percent. I th- I just thought I read that she was his second wife. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So in the end, his daughter was awarded some condominiums that he had owned and was you know renting out and whatnot. Said to be valued at a combined and one-third, one-third of the lottery winnings, about one hundred forty thousand. Um, she was awarded as well. His widow kept the dry-cleaning businesses uh, valued at a little more than a million dollars and two-thirds of the lottery money, about $280,000. So she made out pretty well in the end. Right. Um, some of the estate went towards attorney's fees as well. As part of the agreement, both sides were barred from pursuing wrongful death lawsuits unless criminal investigation into Khan's death turned up new evidence. So they kind of agreed to, like, let's just let this thing be what it is. We'll go... Right. We won't point fingers at each other anymore. And well, of we'll course not. Everybody got, got some money, so yeah, everybody like, got paid.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a rouge is gone, but uh, we all we're all a little bit richer now. So I guess yeah. we'll just leave it at that. It's not, you know, yeah. no amount of fighting or fi- figuring out what happened is going to bring him back. So
0: no, nope. yeah, and and actually, we get some insight from an attorney that was involved in the matter. Said that uh, he's never handled a more competitive probate case. He said, "quote It wasn't just a matter of money. It was a matter that one side believed the other side murdered him." I don't know if there's any harder emotion to overcome to say you've murdered my family member. So that's mm-hmm. kind of sad that not only was the family kind of torn apart after his death, just kind of trying to get their hands on everything they could financially, but right. then also that they were willing to point the finger at each other um, oh, saying course. that the other side I murdered mean, each other.
1: It's just because of the the circumstances surrounding it. I mean, he, he dies suspiciously after this one meal That's it's lamb and curry. It's a traditional thing. It's something he mm-hmm. eats all the time. Um And then it's right after the money. And the only person around is his wife and what, daughter?
0: His wife, daughter, and I think uh, his wife's father was there as well. It was like a little family meal.
1: Oh, the wife's father was there. Hmm. Yeah. And them two are the ones that say they don't know why anyone would kill <laughs> I guess him. that does look a little suspicious, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, worst, I mean who are...
1: who yeah, who has more resentment for you than your father in law? I mean, yeah, like deep fall. down. You know what I'm saying? Like if right. you're a if you're a guy, if you're a guy, like no one wants to give their daughter away, okay? Mm. They may like you, but maybe they don't like you more than four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars.
0: Right. Now, this you know is saying? clearly all speculation. Yeah. We we as oh we said, yeah, it's
1: super speculation. It, right,
0: here. we absolutely one hundred percent agree that no one um, has been con- like uh, arrested or convicted for this because there's just not enough evidence, and there's also enough right um, enough other things that make you it, that also could it could have been. I mean, there there's enough evidence pointing to maybe this was just a, a fluky. Weird coincidence that he happened to die of heart disease the next day after getting after winning that because as we kind of briefly alluded to, after looking further into this, it's it, it actually discovered this because of a comment on this article from uh, apparently a very smart person who who does this line of work and then looked into it more. Um, okay. I saw a person in comments saying that this is very this is clearly a false positive, and that a lot of times when blood is tested. Um, following someone's death from uh, heart disease. uh, Artifacts of the heart can cross-react with cyanide reagents to generate a false positive. There are four common cyanide tests, and three of them are prone to false positives with kidney and heart failure. And after I looked, I I saw that comment, and I I looked into it a lot more, and there was forums with doctors that were saying all the same thing, that this is quite common. The way that we test cyanide, the common ways in the blood, they can be they can come in false positives, uh, especially following someone's death from uh, from a heart attack. Ah. So, I, I, and okay. I couldn't write, I, I, I'm just not smart enough. I haven't done, I haven't read medical textbooks and all this stuff to be able to fully understand it. Um, all I know is that just kind of adds a little bit more questions to this case, and it makes it even harder to really say for sure that the wife did this when it, it is, it's very possible that cyanide could be found in the blood following... A death from a heart attack, apparently, depending on what kind of test was used. So. Right.
1: Okay. Now, did you also know that uh, his wife was only 32 years old at that time?
0: Yeah. And how old was he like? He, he looked like he, he was, was like 46. At least 50, right? Okay. He was 46. He's
1: and the then he had a, and his 17 year old daughter was not with her. It was from his first marriage. Right. So this new wife had no ties to him other than their relationship. Mm hmm. So, just throwing mm. that out there, just just a little more information. Yeah, um, yeah. I
0: mean, this I'm one's not, it's tough, man. It's tough. I, it I go, is. I could go either way. I mean, they make they, both both theories make a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're playing if you're playing the odds, you know, you got a gun to your head. You're just like, man, do I really want to believe that? that that level of coincidence happened you know that he his heart happened to give out the next night i know you feel you feel, he you feel so naive and oh, then yeah. cyanide happens to yeah. pop up on the test even though there is you know examples where that's happened in the past but it's like a false positive comes up and like yeah. there's so many a lot of coincidences here you know like they, they could possibly have happened but at the same time and, we've and seen the most- uh, spouses kill each other for money many times
1: oh yeah for sure and that's the most popular poison you know what i'm saying like even if you don't know poisons and you never thought about poisoning anybody before you're like i don't know let's get some cyanide you know i I don't know it just uh, it just seems too coincidental like you said you feel naive to be like well maybe his arteries just hardened that day right and that's just it just stopped his heart just couldn't take it anymore
0: I, I almost feel like it would have been more. It would have been more gruesome had he died from cyanide poisoning. Though I feel like there would have he would have been coughing out blood and whatnot. It's a brutal way to go. Right. You know. I don't know. I think he would have been. I, but then we we what what do we get as far as uh, the eyewitnesses at the time of his death? That you get their account, but they may have been the ones that killed him. You know that's so.
1: That's what I'm saying. Everybody just that's said sticking it. together and saying that we didn't They wouldn't was have said there. he was screaming it hurts
0: so bad, you know, like like what happens when you get cyanide
1: poisoned. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do I you think, know. man? If you had to if you had to pick one, gun to your head. What are you saying?
0: Oh, dude, I can't. I don't know. I don't I <laughs> I think both are very. I think it's fifty fifty for me. I think it's both very possible. Just just seeing how common fall uh, according to doctors and whatnot, the people that are really in the know, that yeah. involved in the testing of blood and stuff like that, that say that this happens all the time. Cyanide false positives, right? Um, and and so. there
1: now, yeah. And like we talked about, and there's apparently four different cyanide tests, right? And three and, of them are commonly known to do this. Right. So why didn't they use the
0: fourth one on them? A- <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, well this let's is not throw- a common theory. This is so not something that I read in the article, you know, this is not, like, most people, like, all the articles and videos you watch on this case, they all just basically insinuate that the wife did it. it. I had to dive deep and go into go off of someone's comment, like, one person, like, there was, like, hundreds of comments on the YouTube video I watched. Right. All of them were like, the wife did it, the wife did it, wife did it, wife did it, and then one person had this whole really well-written-out thing, and I was like, hmm, that's interesting, is that true? Like, did, is there really false positives for cyanide in the blood after heart disease, and what uh, someone dies from that? I look it up, and sure enough, it's it's a legit thing that happens. So I was like, hmm, this, the common narrative is just that the wife killed him, but it needs to, there needs to be more out there, especially from more work done on the journalist side as far as the articles right. that are put out and stuff. They need to at least kind of entertain that theory that maybe this was a false
1: positive. Right, and also the people who are working in cyanide testing, throw out those other three uh, techniques. Get that shit out of here. Why not just use the one that works? Probably exactly. because they're more expensive. The one that yeah. works is more expensive and most insurances won't cover it or or some yeah. shit like that. Because so if, if like, it hasn't
0: already happened, this is gonna end up getting someone put away for life if you don't yeah. fix that testing situation. If you keep having false positives on cyanide. Seriously. A lot of spouses are gonna go down for murder that didn't kill anybody.
1: Yeah, this is kind of a big deal, man. Yeah, if you got, got a, a if you deal. have a if you have a test that doesn't throw false positives and is known to be, you know, even if it's ninety-five percent accurate. Just use that test. Like, this is important shit. You're going to ruin people's lives. If they had just used that test for this case, maybe there'd be a lot less speculation. Yeah. You know, or if they used all four and then they said, well, you know, two came back positive, two came back negative, but the one that's less prone to be wrong said that he was negative or whatever, you know? Right. I just don't understand how you could have a more important case than this. And it's not like this man and this family couldn't afford this test. Right. You know, I don't know. There's yeah. just a lot of fishy stuff going on here. The way that they just gave up seems seems weird.
0: I agree, right? It's like, okay, it looks like she killed him, but we still don't have enough to arrest her. And also,
1: yeah. uh, so let's if just you really look digging. into it,
0: these tests can be false so, as well. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's like they just gave up. They're just like, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. everybody go their own way. You guys got your
0: money. He's gone. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of that's the <laughs> vibe of it. You know, that's kind of the vibe. It is. It's like, it uh, really don't ask, is. don't tell. You know, it's whatever. All right, Sounds y'all. Let's, uh, let's talk about why our pits smell damn delicious.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's, let's. Oh, let me get a good whiff of Egyptian musk before I start this.
0: Mm, mm, mm. I'm wearing mm.
1: some Sailor today. I feel oh, like dude. hitting the open ocean right now. Dude, so, <laughs> Sailor is one of those, is one of the best unisex scents I think it's Oh My Gaia has. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about deodorant from Oh My Gaia which is an innovative, all-natural deodorant, fragrance, and beard oil company specializing in paraben and aluminum-free products. Their innovative line of deodorants inhibit the growth of odor-causing bacteria while maintaining effectiveness. At Oh My Gaia, they use only all-natural, paraben, and aluminum-free organic ingredients. And like we mentioned, guys, uh, there's a ton of scents to choose from, like Egyptian musk and sailor, vanilla, cherry almond, sandalwood, lavender, lemongrass, coconut, dream sickle. Lumberjack, honeysuckle, fireside. We have our own scent called True Crime Pine that was made especially for True Crime Guys uh, by Oh My Gaia. And guys, because you are True Crime Guys listeners, you can get 15% off your order at OhMyGaia.com just by using the word creeper. C R E E P E R will get you 15% off at OhMyGaia.com. That's O H M Y G A I A.com. Or at shop underscore oh my Gaia, on Instagram.
0: Do it. We've never had someone order it on our recommendation and, and say that they were disappointed. Never once. So never. We get endlessly. We get everyone like I'm so glad they told me about this product. I've been looking for something yep. like this. It's it's always everyone's always happy with it. So no definitely doubt. give it a try. Um, and I want to thank everyone that has gone and taken the time to write and review uh, our podcast on iTunes in the past week. I want to say thanks to Pinned Up Art in the U.S. said Fab, five stars. Uh, Karen 8196 in Canada said You're Great Together, five stars. Thank you. Thank you. Um, M3LS M3 Lons in Australia. Mm-hmm. Australia said Dead Set Legends, five souls. Legends, mate. Yeah. Uh, long-time listener, first-time reviewer from the land down under. Also a Patreon subscriber, so I ain't a freeloader. <laughs> nice. Nice. Thank you, sir, for that uh right. or lady i'm not sure um vb blossom in australia another australian proud freeloader in all caps love a bit of humor sprinkled on gruesome crimes all right mate <laughs> all right and then, and then we got bentz123 in great britain very fun show five stars thank you uh hockey115 in the u.s said so love these guys five stars fire emojis Jen oh, yeah. from the UK. Hey, we got a lot of overseas listeners in this one this week. Nice. Uh, said, coming, great guys. podcast. Been listening for a whilst working from home during... Been listening whilst listening from the home during this pandemic. Love your sense of humor. Always laugh at your terrible English accents. That is the most divisive thing about our podcast is the English right. accent. Some people loathe them and say, never do them again, or I'm going to stop listening yep. to your podcast. Other people are like, I love the British accent. So yeah. we did basically what we've determined is that we just have to use them sparingly. We use them every now and then. We can't overdo it. You don't want right. to run everyone off, but we got well, to give we, them a little taste every now and then.
1: But I think we use them when we do British cases. I think that's yeah. fair. I think that's yeah. expected. That's expected. Yeah.
0: Come on, don't act like your guys' American accent's so great. Right. You now sometimes they are. Like the actors that are British that that uh, do movies and stuff over here. A lot of times you have no clue, and then you hear them talk like in a behind-the-scenes thing. You're like, what the hell? If it was British. Well, yeah, but they're actors too. You know what I mean?
1: There's actors that can do vice versa as well. They're actors, they're being trained. Uh,
0: Okay, so JCKE Esquire or JCK Esquire in the US said, True Crime and Fun, five stars. Thank you. Uh, RZRBCKWPS in the US said, Glad I found this podcast. We'll be supporting y'all on Patreon, five stars. Thank you. Um, And the last one, Niche in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, said my fave five stars, one of my favorite true crime podcasts. Love the podcast you choose and the discussion. Um, always dance to the old theme song. Keep up the good work.
1: Well, they so. said uh, they said I do miss the old theme song, but what do they mean by that? I, I haven't yeah, taken I'm, any theme songs down, right? The, yeah. the intro music is still the same, and the outro has been the rap for forever, shit, as long as I can remember. And he said said, I had it memorized and always danced to it. Um, yeah, I haven't really changed anything as far as the theme song. If you're talking about the intro, I mean, that's different every episode, but surely you've figured that out by now. Yeah. Uh, so hmm. I'm not really sure yeah, what you're I wasn't talking sure about there, niche. We do have, have to... a
0: different intro for Patreon, um, different intro music, which is way more, like, upbeat and lively. Oh yeah. Our our, our our normal intro for the show is a little ominous, which I think is a cool cool vibe because we are talking some dark shit. Right. But then Patreon, it kind of it's it, it's perfect because it's like upbeat, crazy, yeah. and it's like that's kind of how our Patreon episodes are. They're, we're a lot more off the cuff yeah. and lively during those. They're usually longer, and we just have a lot more fun with them. Yeah, so speaking of dope. which, if you want to check those out, patreoncom slash guys, Two bucks a month gets you so much, oh, uh, so, Listen, many so many recordings, some just uh, just so much endless stuff. If you're you, a, you a freeloader.
1: If you're a freeloader, you have just scraped the surface of true crime, guys. There is so yeah. much content that we have behind those paywalls, um, yeah. and rightfully so. I mean, we work hard at those. Like Lauren said, there are a lot more. There's a lot more banter in those. There's a lot more jokes. There's there's a lot more tangents, but there's also a lot more content. Period. I mean, yeah, there might be more tangents, but the episode's probably like three hours. <laughs> yep. So there's no
0: advertising on any any of the episodes no either right, on Patreon. Right. Um,
1: yeah, which is always nice. And yep. you get your Patreon shout out as well. And if you're a five dollar or above patron, you get your TCG Gold Creep Van sticker. Very prestigious. Um, we've been doing those since day one and only five dollar patrons have You know
0: what those. we need to do? We're doing so we're doing a Patreon exclusive next week. So you guys won't get to hear us unless you do are a member of Patreon, or you join up this week, right? Um, but it's time for us to do another giveaway too. We need to give away something to a random uh, Patreon member. So if you join okay. up by by next week, you'll you'll be in on that as well. We do we just pick one random person who's a an active Patreon member, and yep. we let them pick whatever they want from our stores. And listen, um, you need to listen wise, so.
1: to the show, the episode to know about this because we can't yeah. post about this on Patreon. Yeah, we're we not allowed to do giveaways before. apparently on Patreon, but we're right. rebels. So so fuck that. So we'll do the giveaway in the episode, so you guys will have to listen in the episode and find out if you won the giveaway, if so, we'll message you on Patreon or you message us, whichever, and yep, let uh, us know what you want. Let and us then, know what you uh, want from our stores, and we'll get something to you.
0: Yeah. And uh, let's talk about the other show, the, the, all of the true crime guys productions that are now available these days.: oh, Michael's that's right. Fantastic show.
1: That's right, strange and unexplained. Uh, guys, it's a, it's another show. It's a different format. Uh, it's a little more serious. There's a lot more uh, actual audio from the cases, whether it be 911 calls or news coverage or interviews or uh, interrogations or whatever I can use to help you better understand the story and get a vibe of, of the people that are involved and things like that. Um, it's a little little more produced than true crime guys is uh, like I said, not quite as laid back. it's a different format, but there is a lot of unsolved cases if you if you liked unsolved, if you like mysteries, if you like uh, missing persons, mm-hmm. uh, maybe that'll be a little more a little more down your alley We, we, we tend to uh, not do those on TCG because sometimes that kind of speculation and that placing blame on things like that can get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to kind of be careful, especially when you're shooting the shit with friends. And yeah. Like we do. Sometimes we forget we're on the mics and then next thing you know, someone's suing you for placing wrongful blame or, or whatever. <laughs> like right. there was actually a, there was actually a case for strange and unexplained that I was going to do. Um, and now I'm not, uh, because of that. And I'm going to reach the, the, out to the, the family
0: p- of said case is known yes. for going after they, podcasts and whatnot. And what they yes. cover the case and speculate yes. a little too much. They
1: are known for going after them hard and suing yeah. the shit out of them. Um, and I don't have money, so I'm not going to do that.
0: That being said, uh, I mean, like the way we generally do it, like in this case, you heard me skirt around not mm-hmm. directly blaming, necessarily directly blaming the, the the wife saying that it was possible and allegedly right. a lot. You know I mean? Like you're allowed to talk about a case like that. It's not like – You are. It's, it's public information and you're allowed to – as far as I, can, I know, you're allowed to – speculate but you can't like you shouldn't you probably most of the time you can get away with doing it but you shouldn't just sit there and say this wife did it 100% like you don't know yeah.
1: necessarily because <laughs> lawyers are good bro like yeah. you got to be careful what you say you do because yeah. that shit's recorded and then it's misinterpreted by everyone that hears it mm. and uh yeah it's just it's just a it's just a sketchy because imagine you are the wife
0: thing. of a rouge for instance, the case we just did, and yeah. you really didn't kill your husband. It really, like he really did, just have a heart attack, which we know that his arteries were mostly blocked. Right. Um, he was probably going to have a heart attack at some point or, or another. Um, mm-hmm. And then the the whole false positive cyanide thing—that is a real thing. That that's what made that look bad. And then and then people are imagine you listen to this. Now I doubt she would, but let's let's imagine she did, and then. We're sitting here going, "Oh, she's so guilty. She killed him." And you're just like, "I didn't kill my husband. Like, how dare you?"
1: You know, right? So
0: you, you always have to kind of consider things from multiple angles and, and put yourself in the position of some of the people you're talking about. These are people, you know, like they're not just a story. They're real people a lot of times. So You, that you can have ruin to take that someone's consideration.
1: life. You can ruin yeah. someone's life. Yeah, you can put a lot of pressure on them,
0: especially if you're a big podcast with a big following and you start saying stuff like that, like directly, this person did it. It's like that. And then a lot of your listeners go and start tormenting them online or whatever. Maybe then even run into them in the street and say something to them or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, these things you have to consider as you get bigger.
1: And, and people from these cases do listen to these. Okay. Yeah. People people from these cases listen. To, they do. Because uh, on Strange and Unexplained, I did an episode called Making a Murder Wife Edition. And the it's this very strange case where a murder or a husband comes up, murdered, like brutally beaten and stabbed in his home, and then the wife was found tied up in the closet. And I did a case because I believe that the wife is innocent. But she was the only one there, so she was blamed. And her daughter actually reached out to me on Instagram. I don't know if I even told you this about told you this, Lauren. No. Um, but her daughter reached out to me and thanked thanked us for the way that we covered this case and she said that that uh getting this story out there and getting all these facts out there in the way that we did is 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 detrimental absolutely right now it's 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 extremely important right now and she feels that they are, the momentum is kind of shifted and that her mom may actually be freed uh yeah. in the coming months so that was that was like that was exciting but it was also kind of uh very Eye-opening. sobering it was sobering to me as well right because yeah. i'm like people out there listening yeah yeah people like you said you have to remember that these are real stories these are people's actual lives that we're talking about here and it's easy to get jaded when you talk about story after story after story after case after case after case it's easy to forget that
0: we always take that in Um, consideration too with victims uh like serial killers and whatnot it's like we've had multiple times where a family member of someone who was killed by said serial killer reaches out to us and said that was my whatever my daughter my niece yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, geez, like I'm glad that we didn't you know, like we usually once in a while we'll we'll, we'll you know, we'll we'll do it. But uh, most of the time we we show respect to the victims and, and consider, that, you know, that they still have family members out there and all that. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. it's We're we're still we're getting better at it, too. I think earlier on we, we were a lot more unaware and didn't really think about that too much. But as we've Agreed. gotten bigger, you know, it's kind of in our face more. And as podcasting, right. true crime podcasting has gotten bigger. You've seen out there examples of stuff like that where people have gone gone after podcasts for saying certain things and whatnot. So, yeah, you have to kind of be careful.
1: No doubt. Yeah. We were just ignorant but, um, starting out. I mean, that's part of it.
0: Yeah. Your show, I don't think we bring up enough, that Strange and Unexplained is available just like True Crime Guys, for anybody, like you don't have to be a patron to listen to it as well. If you want to, and if you're having trouble finding it by typing in strange and unexplained, just type in our show into your yeah. podcast app, like in iTunes for instance, yeah, in your uh, Apple Podcast app, and it comes up. It comes up right below ours. Um, yep, find if you type in, in True Crime like
1: Guys, you will yeah. find it anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere you're looking, really. Spotify, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Yeah, and just Google like Play. our show, there's a
0: new episode every week, right? Except every you, get, week, you every put out Monday. a show every every week, all whereas we put out a, a new show three times a month, and then we have a Patreon one. All exactly. of your episodes are available every exactly. week. So. And
1: yeah. they're released early on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash podcast. If you guys want to get those early releases on Thursday or any of the side shows that I do. I do two side shows on there We're called The Palette Cleanser and uh, Strange Shorts, which are only available on the Patreon. But all of yeah. the regular episodes are available for free and will continue to be for the future. So.
0: Yep. Yep. So check that out and check us out all over social media at True Crime Guys, pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yep. We have a closed Facebook group run, run by Michelle K. Yeah, Um in Chris Sharp. pitching in on that too, Chris Sharp, over in Uh I jolly think he England? is
1: occasionally. I think he is occasionally. I, I think uh, life's gotten busy for him like most people and I think this yep. uh this um with COVID and everything going on, I think most people's lives have kind of got turned upside down. Their priorities have gotten realigned. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure Chris is still listening and he's a supporter of the show. We just haven't, haven't heard from him in a while. So, Chris, if you're out there, hit us up, Mike. I haven't talked to you yeah, in a while Mike. from across the pond over there.
0: All right, All right. That about does it on. We'll see you guys next week for Patreon. If you're a Patreon member, we'll see you next week. If not, we'll see you the following week for another group of uh, Freeloader episodes. Yep. Um, yeah, so... Hope you guys are staying safe out there, uh, and we'll see you next week. Keep creeping. Keep
1: creeping, guys. True crime, guys. In the desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us because you thought we was true crime garage. Now we ain't mad at you. Sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the Creeper Army. We out here making murder. Getting murder, getting murder. True crime, guys. In the desert, we like a mirage. It's okay if you clicked on us because you thought we was true crime garage. We ain't mad at you, sit down, let us talk at you. I'm talking to the creeper army, we out here, make it better, charming.